Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic Cover date, novel. May 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artist, Howard Purcell and Jack Adler, edited by George Cashton. Featuring Captives of the Golden Goddess, written by Bob Haney, art by Howard Purcell, and Sheldon Maldolf. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Devils and an unnamed professor explore an underwater fissure and are soon attacked by a giant man and taken captive aboard a ship. Nikki is knocked out and left behind. The sea devils and the professor are brought to an underground world ruled by a golden goddess. The queen wants to make Dane her king, but first he must defeat a giant sea monster. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Sea devils, sea devils, kicking up our feet in the sand. Sea devils, sea devils, living far away from the land. And in the sea. Yes, under yes. the sea, under specifically. The sea. Well, I don't know where they live, except in that, what the F is that giant robot comes around in the bend? Yeah, I was really curious about that myself. I was reading up about that. Apparently that happened in a pre-Gogo check uh, oh. issue. Oh, hi everyone. This is uh, Checkered Past, where we look at DC Comics' Gogo Checked Comics from February 1966 through August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and Dr. Husband is here. I've read comics all my life. He hasn't. That's I'm Dr. Husband. Hi. Apparently, I can't introduce myself. I was just trying to give a quick rundown in case we have any new listeners. Okay, thank you. Um, or listeners in foreign countries, where the international sea devils come from. Okay. We're looking at Sea Devils, number 
29. Well, yep, yep. The Sea Devils ran for 35 issues. They were uh, a team of undersea scuba divers. What were they? Undersea scuba divers? Did I say scuba divers? Yeah. Well. It was scuba divers. It's um, early in the day. All right. So they were a team of undersea scuba divers. What is their purpose? To uh, explore under the sea. Okay. Um, They were formed. They were four individuals who were scuba diving Mm -hmm. individually in search of a treasure. One of them, Judy, wanted to be an actress. Oh, that's right. He was... Uh, turned down for a role in the forthcoming film entitled Sea Devils. Mm -hmm. So to prove to the producers that they had made a big mistake, she went after this treasure with her little brother, Nicky. Uh-huh. And uh, she got trapped, of course, because she's a woman in the 60s. And Dane Dorrance Mm -hmm. and Biff Bailey Bailey. uh, also were seeking the treasure, and they rescued her and Nicky. And they decided to band together band. as a team of <laughs> undercover adventurers. And they decided to steal the name of the movie that Judy was turned down for. So they oh. became the Sea Devils. Wow. And then later on, they created the International Sea Devils at some point before we started. And reading. what is the purpose of the International Sea Devils? Um, to help the Sea Devils internationally. <laughs> How do they make a living? Um, Are they treasure hunters? I imagine they dig up treasure or um, just promote undersea adventuring. They probably have a lot of endorsement deals and things like that. Um, That reminds me of a magazine I saw one time when I was a kid called Skin Diver Magazine. I don't think that's the same kind of magazine that we're talking about in the 60s with scuba diving. Oh. Was it about skin diving? I don't. I mean, it was. I just remember a, a picture of people. Uh, go on uh, on the cover. Kind of people. Well, I I don't think that it was a uh, a physique pictorial. Uh, no, I don't think it was like an, any sort of uh, inappropriate magazine. I think it no. might have been. I don't know. Well, that's a far less interesting story than I was expecting. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I hope I don't have another one of those in today's uh, episode. <laughs> So say we all. So say we all. Um, so uh, who is this drawn by? Uh, this art is by Howard Purcell. Howard Purcell. I will say that the covers, if you remember the last issue we looked at, the cover was almost painted. Yes. Um, sorry for the beeping. That's our laundry. It's yep. done. It's Sunday. We do laundry on Sundays. Um, and this cover... Almost has that effect, but it's not quite as nice as last issue's cover. I do cover. like the artwork throughout the entire uh, comic. Yeah, it's not bad. What do you mean it's not bad? I it's wouldn't better call than it that. great. It looks better than most of the art we've seen in 1966. Well, I'm not so sure about that. We'll agree, agree to disagree. disagree. Mm, jinx, buy me a Coke. Mm. Um, oh, you were asking about how they make money. If you remember the last issue, Judy was still being offered parts in movies. Oh. So she has not given up her acting dream. Hmm. She does spend a lot of time underwater, doesn't she? Yes. Well, they they all do because they're the sea devils. Let's turn to the splash page. Let's dive in, shall we? I see what you did mm-hmm. there. So you never really know what's down, uh, what's down there, down in the watery world that changes like the scenes on a TV screen. That's what always daring the dauntless. Excuse me. That's what's 
always daring the dauntless sea devils, the big unknown, the super shocker. Now they plummet to a fantastic place, popping with fantastic terrors. So have a shudder or two, as the flipping foursome becomes... Captives of, of the, the Golden, Golden Goddess. Goddess. The flipping foursome. Good God. Um, I didn't notice that the first time I read it. You know, work friend Chuck, who's a frequent guest of the show, mm-hmm. has like a whole spreadsheet of these, uh, what would we call them, nicknames for Alliterative nicknames? Yeah, so mm-hmm. like the flipping foursome, like Superman's the Man of Steel. Uh-huh, yeah. Batman's the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Supergirl's the Maid of Might. The Maid of Might. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, I was a maid of might on Friday night when I came home from from work. You were? Yes, the dogs had chewed up. Um, <laughs> well, the dogs. Our youngest yes. had brought in lots of bark mm-hmm. from the backyard and chewed it up all over the carpets, and I was not having it, was I? I guess not. Did you not. Just turn so, me down or turn me up? Well, yes, you sound like you were yelling. Oh. Um, by maid of might, what did you... How did that... I took out that itself. vacuum cleaner and vacuumed the whole house oh, in no time at all. So you're equating vacuuming with women. Yes, I was a maid of might. So you're a sexist also. I, I'm i a man. Of course I am. Um, <laughs> no, well, come on. Uh, we see that the sea devils are hopping out of the bathysphere, which they've traversed under the ocean. And uh, their companion, an unnamed professor, is stuck inside while a giant with a goofy face. It looks like slaw a little bit. Yeah. He's crushing the bathysphere. Mm -hmm. The professor thinks the sea devils don't stand a chance against that monstrosity. We're all doomed. Well, first of all, they're all going to get the bends. Because they're just hopping right out of that the hole in the side of the thing. I think you get the bends when when you when you ascend when to you ascend, fast. Yes. Bends. B N D S. Right? Um B E N D S, yes. Um on the first page we see that uh giant volcano. <laughs> I love that there is a shark flying through the air. Hey, did you see that thing? Um the hurricane in Florida, no. whenever it was, a couple of weeks ago, they had, uh, no, it was the Bahamas. They had a film of like a wave coming over and the wind blowing over the ocean uh-huh. or over the town. Uh-huh. And there was a dolphin in the wind, like flying uh-uh. across. Yeah. Oh, it's the coolest thing. It was just like Sharknado, only with the dolphins, which would be a lot less threatening. Oh, was the dolphin okay? Well... I tend to doubt it. Oh my god! But that would be a great movie, like Porpoise Nado. <laughs> like a tornado comes with full of porpoises, and they just play with you, destroy the town, but also play with you. Okay, instead of eating you like before a they die. Sharknado. Did you know that? What's the kid's name that's in Sharknado? The Sharknado movies. Uh, uh, Ian. Oh, Ian Zerling. Zerling. Yeah. Do you know he made more money for Sharknado 5 than Gal Gadot made for Wonder Woman? How is that possible? Because she's a woman. She earns less than men, even when they're horrible, like Ian Zwirling. Zwirling? What's his name? Sharknado's the worst. We've seen, like, Sharknado 2 or something. I haven't seen any of them all the way through. Oh, I probably saw it in Florida. You know, when I go visit my family in Florida, all we do is sit around and watch television. Plus, you have a well-known affection for Ian Zerling. What's his name? I don't... No, that's not true. (laughs) I was just saying that. Oh, my God. That poor shark. 
can we actually see if it's a shark? It might be a dolphin. It's it's a shark because of the uh, angle of the back fin. Oh, is that so? Mm-hmm. And the mouth. Well, dolphins have mouths. Dolphins have mouths farther forward as part of their beak. And mm-hmm. dolphins mm-hmm. also have uh, fins that flip that are uh, positioned horizontally. Okay. This one is positioned vertically. It's a shark. Okay, Jack Hanna. I guess I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Later, after a giant fissure has been opened in the bottom of the ocean, here fissure. come the sea devils in their bathosphere fissure. with the professor, who yeah. didn't bother to don a wetsuit or scuba tank. He's just free. Well, if he's going to go you know, into the, the, the deep sea, this, he's going to die. I don't understand why they're all wearing wetsuits, and, and, and I think they're wearing flippers, and the professor's not. That's what I just said. The professor just is there in the bathosphere in his lab coat with no safety precautions in case a giant comes and tries to smash her bathosphere, which is exactly what happens. Well, it's also not possible that they're going to deeply and quickly descend into the fissure opened by the volcano and and just, you know, hop out of the bathosphere, just like, you know, just go take a look around. Well, Rob, as you can read, the opening in the ocean floor is like a mysterious beckoning doorway. How could they resist but to plunge headlong at top speed? Into the newly formed into the fissure. N- fissure. 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 Right. fissure. Um, so then this creature uh, catches the bathosphere. It's a yeah. giant thing. Yes. Person. Right. Mm-hmm. Suffering salamanders, Dane says. What is that thing, Prof? What, how would he know? Is he an oceanographer? Is he a biologist? Everyone knows that anyone with a doctor title in front of them is smarter than everybody else in the room. Hey, I'm a doctor. So am I. Then which one of us is smarter? Answer that. <laughs> I've been married to you for 26 years. Mm-hmm. You're smarter. I wouldn't be so sure about that. Well, I'm just saying I know what to say after we've been married for 26 years. Good call. Well, this giant who is pink and has um, he's ugly. Can we say effed up grill? Mm -hmm. Um, And one eye is huge, and one smaller. And a loincloth, of Mm -hmm. course, as all good giants do. Well, he's going to crush the bathosphere, so the sea devils take off out the porthole. Mm -hmm. Do we call it that in a bathosphere? Porthole. Uh, Porthole. They just get. They go through a back door. Let's say, yeah, call it a, a portal. Portal, yeah. Okay. Porthole. Um, in a sudden flipper-powered motion, the Sea Devil's leader, Dane Dorrance, Dane streaks Dorrance. in dangerously close, releasing an octopus cloud pellet. Mm-hmm. Now, I do like this, that they have sea life-themed weapons oh, yeah. at their disposal. Uh, so he releases a pellet that creates a blackout cloud of octopus ink. Mm-hmm. And uh, the giant is confused, giving Judy enough time to launch a flare into his foot, even though we see one of the men announce that it's a man's job. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Well, Judy's one of these women that doesn't stand up for herself. She does. She says, no, 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 little brother. This is a sea devil's job. It's not about whether or not I'm a man or a woman. I'm a sea devil. Leave it to me. Like her. I don't, the next page, right? I don't like her as much as Mona in Eclipso. No. No. Um, Biff throws a rock at the giant. Nicky, little Nicky, who's Judy's little brother, he's trying to figure out what he can do 
Meanwhile, some whirlpool pops up. Mm-hmm. Sucking the sea devils and the giant and the bathosphere further down into the fissure. And poor little Nikki is... Well, first, there's a giant UFO pops up. Oofal! To uh, capture them all on a tractor beam. Right. And little Nikki is swatted aside by the giant. Per per Nikki. And... Lies unconscious on the seafloor while all the rest of them are sucked into, well, they say plastic bags, but I'm going to say it's more like a pill capsule. It's like a flexible bubble. Like in Galaxy Quest when they get those transporter bubbles uh-huh. yeah. around them. Um, only they're tough as steel. Mm-hmm. They can't escape. They can't break them out of them at all. The giant then shrinks. And I like that drawing of him shrinking. That is a good shrinking drawing. And the loincloth shrinks, too. Isn't that funny? Well, uh, if it were the Marvel Universe, we'd assume that the loincloth's made of unstable molecules, which adapt to your body size and composition. Hmm. That's how Mr. Fantastic can stretch his costume, and Invisible Girl can turn her costume invisible and whatnot. Wow. But they don't have that in the DC Universe, so I have no explanation for it. Okay. Uh, maybe it's magic. Anyway, all of a sudden, the giant is now another human being and uh, also being taken in a force bubble further into the fissure. Mm -hmm. Shortly, they all arrive inside the UFO where the professor is waiting for them. How did Um, he get there? He was brought in first, Mm -hmm. minus the bathosphere. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's apparently no cause for alarm. Everything's fine, everyone. Don't worry. And if a scientist says it, it must be so. Well, he is wearing a tie. And a lab coat. Mm-hmm. And, what kind of professor is he? Um, well, I, it's either got to be oceanography or biology or perhaps archaeology. Let's just say he's an oceanographer or a marine biologist. Marine biologist. That's mm-hmm. the word I was looking for. We're going to call him that. Okay. Yes. So let's attack the man that used to be the giant, first of all, shall we? Who are you, fella? What goes with the instant shrink bit? Are you for real? We should mention this is written by Bob Haney, who understands how young people talk. There is a lot of slang in this. Yeah. Um, His name is Lucas. He He was on the second floor. On the ocean floor. On the ocean floor. He was transformed into a monstrosity by a science far beyond our own. Then he was put into a bubble, and he was pulled down into a fissure. Now he's standing here, normal size, in front of all the sea devils, (laughs) inhabited by a strange civilization. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Don't forget to tip your waiter. Try the veal. Um... So, uh, Judy's very upset about Nikki being missing. Of course, it's her brother, right? Yeah, little brother. He's a teen. Mm. Um, But there's nothing we can do. Sorry, Judy. (laughs) Except hope that he's better off than we are. Uh, The Uh, scientist... Hope that he's better off than we are, stuck inside this UFO? Yes. (laughs) Uh, The scientist is fascinated with Lucas's story. Mm. Please continue. But then they notice that they're being sucked further and further into the fissure and try to come up with an escape plan. Mm -hmm. Lucas 
urges them to consider that these people that they're about to encounter are cruel and tricky. Once you're their prisoner, you can never escape. Not as a normal man. Yep. Remember that. Biff spots something out the window. I love that name, Biff. What's Biff's last name? It's, it's Bailey, B, right? Biff Bailey. Won't you come home, Biff, Biff Bailey? Won't you come home? What has Biff spotted? What fate awaits the captives? Well, the answer in part two. Go to part two and find out. Continued on the fourth page following. I've got a golden city. Sorry, I was looking at the Doc Rocket uh, half-page uh, comic. It's funny, wasn't it? It wasn't funny, no. And Cap's hoppy hints. That's... I was very fascinated by Cap's hobby hints, mm-hmm. in which a uh, young man takes nylon stockings from his mother's garbage pail to make windows, screen windows, for his model house. Mm-hmm. I just wondered why the boy's digging around his mother's trash can in her bedroom. Was that common? I don't know. Well. He could also use some actual screen. Well, as he says... Uh, fine wire screening is bulky, but this nylon mesh is very fine. It looks real cool now in my model neighborhood house. Mm-hmm. Is he playing house? Well, he's building models. There's mm-hmm. a difference. Mm-hmm. He's not playing. There's no action figures or dolls there. Mm-hmm. Part two. Captives of the Golden Goddess. There are places, Rob. <laughs> Captives. Captives. There are places... That scientists say. Yes. Unimaginable places where stupendous people make stupendous events. Come along now with the sea devils. I, that's, that's a strange <laughs> sentence. That's where like stupendous an, people make stupendous events. Yeah, that's make like events? An, an Ed Wood script. Yeah. Pull the string. Uh, come along with the sea devils to such a place, a world inside the fissure. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a medical term. Inside the fissure. Inside the fissure. Far beneath the ocean, an advanced civilization. What a scientific find. I can't wait to exchange knowledge with these people. The buildings are all made of gold, as in most ancient civilizations. Mm-hmm. Um, they are popped out of the UFO. And s- I can't tell if they are still underwater or if they're in some... If it's like it's an open air that situation. That is a problem um, in just a minute. If you look at the bottom right panel, when yeah. they leave this, the UFO, yep. I keep on calling it the UFO. When they leave the UFO, it's like they're swimming out of it. Right. Which would mean they would need to use respirators, but they aren't. Right. Right? Um, and then if you'll, if you'll pay attention to this as I do, they wear their flippers throughout the entire rest of... Of the sequence, except when he's lying on the med bed bed. Right. Um, which is just, but they're on dry land or inside. Well, you know, Mira, queen of the sea. Yeah. She has built in flippers in her costume, so she always wears flippers. Does she? Whether she's on land or sea. Hmm. Um, anyway, they're captured in the palace and they're paralyzed. They can't move. They're in display in the hall of science. Uh, they are bathed in some kind of a silhouette beam. That first page right there, where that, the beaming page, mm-hmm. look at the top left panel. Do you see the person standing behind them when they're in the Hall of Science? Yeah. You know, the large person in the purple with the purple sort of headdress on? Yep. Looks like a drag queen. Yeah. Doesn't it? It does. Those features are very masculine. 
they all well it might be a man in that sort of tank topish kind of dress well maybe it's like a uh armor or something mm. we are dealing with a race of giants yes they are giants they're all dressed kind of like the uh the emerald city scene mm-hmm. in the 1939 film the wizard of oz have you seen it the wizard of oz mm-hmm. what the wizard of oz the, it's an old timey film from 1939 it's a fantasy it's in technicolor uh-huh it doesn't start in that color no, no. i've never seen it okay well you'll just have to uh imagine this costumes are just like it okay is there is there a a, a girl and a... Mm-hmm. it's a musical oh okay no i'm sorry i've never seen it okay uh, well, it's, it used to be on television a lot, but you're young, oh, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, suddenly, we didn't have any television when I was growing up. Same. Yeah. No. We no. had um, wireless. We only had. <laughs> and kinetoscope, of course, we, but we, that wasn't at home. We had to go down to the corner. Well, okay. To uh, Coulter's Drugstore. Where they oh, had when the you said wireless, you didn't mean wireless technology for computers. You meant no, not the, the wireless. Oh, yeah. The radio. Well, we called it wireless yeah, in yeah. those days. Yeah. Um, we had a party line. Mm-hmm, sure. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the Sears catalog. Well, yeah, that's how you wiped your butt after you pooped. Yep. If you ran out of corn cobs. Right. Uh, a second ba- beam bathes them in an X-ray. Uh, so Which, the- apparently, in, in this world, makes everyone around you be able to see your body, the, the bone structure and such. It just illuminates. Well, yeah, that's how like it's transparent. Um, I'm counting ribs too. Four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. I was going to see if there was some kind of subversive, if like they would draw one less rib in the man, yeah, because of uh, that's yeah, how women religion. were formed. Yeah, uh, but it looks like everything checks out anatomically. Then, <laughs> <laughs> of course, their faces are all glowing at the bottom. Yes, and they're getting dizzy. I think they've been drugged. Yeah. Or else they're getting the bends, and their uh, nitrogen's going to their brain. Rapid decompression. Um, Dane Mm -hmm. surmises that maybe those beams were for something else, that they've been changed. I guess we'll have to see how that plays out. Yeah. Uh, Suddenly a gong is rung, and here comes... The queen, the golden goddess. She looks like the beauty queen. And hey, she's a knockout she we is. see uh-huh. in the text. Did you know there's a superhero from the 1940s called the Red Torpedo who... Yes, um, he has a torpedo helmet on his head. No, he has a torpedo-shaped submarine, Oh, which he plies under the ocean. Okay. And his uh, one of his enemies was Queen Clitra oh, of Atlantis. Oh, no. Yep. Yep. Yes, it's absolutely true. Red Torpedo versus Queen Clitra. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. I'm not kidding you. Google it, kids. It's common knowledge. It's common knowledge. If you know where to listen. listen. So we are now, uh, we are introduced to the queen, and Mm -hmm. they are all frozen, solid, and she goes up to Dane and touches him and says, you, I want you, come down here. Stand next to me. Well, Judy's having none of that, she said. (laughs) Because they can talk, but they're frozen solid. She's furious. If she's thinking what I think she's thinking, I'll... I'm gonna rip her face off. Um, So Lucas uh, chimes in that she is, in fact, looking for a husband. Mm -hmm. Because she's, even though she's six feet taller than Dane, she is a woman. She can't be fulfilled without a man. 
in she's the about 60s. six feet taller than Dane. Well, about she's at least four feet taller. Yeah, I would say four feet. Yeah. I'd six with the headdress. Mm. Um, let's see if you have the makings of a full-sized ruler, Dane. We're going to throw you into the pit with Valdo. Valdo's a giant monster that lives in a pit, by the way. An underwater pit. Right. So we're, she, she's, they're throwing him into an underwater pit. So they're standing on dry land. They're right. not breathing water. Okay. Right. Right. Notice that they don't have flippers on when they're standing there. Mm-hmm. But they will later on when they're at the, in the dining room table. He's not wearing flippers, right? Well, I guess he's wearing flippers. Sure he is. Yeah. 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 We can't really see their feet in all fairness. Okay. I'll give you that. Um, in Dane goes to the pit with Valdo. I love, this is my favorite part of the whole comic right now. I love this drawing. I mean, the, the, I, I love the artwork, I should say. Um. It's fantastic, Bob. It's. No, it's, it's Bob. Okay. It's good. Hey, It's good. It shows action. It's not static. It's really good. I know you have a thing about static art. Mm-hmm. Um, so suddenly a spear comes shooting down mm-hmm. from above, which Dane grabs. So just look at the first one on the left mm-hmm. when the day uh, when when Dane is in the water. Mm-hmm. Do you see all the white sort of clear space around him? Mm-hmm. That's really unusual. I mean, it's he could have chosen to fill it in with blue. They could have inked it in. They could have you know done it, but they just left it clear. I just think it's and it's it's got some layers to it and imagination. Okay, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying it's just. I think it's a little bit a little bit more. Uh, advanced than what you normally see in 1966 comics that we've been looking at. I'll allow it. Okay. Uh, Dane takes the golden spear, mm-hmm. uh, plunges it into Valdo's head to no effect because Valdo's covered with thick skin like armor. Finally, Valdo opens his mouth. Dane plunges he the takes, spear yep. deep inside the throat. Yep. Yeah. And seems to hit something. Yeah, a nerve, he surmises, yeah. because uh, Valdo plunges down and lands on some spikes and is impaled and yes, is dead. Yes, he's dead. And then, um, but Dane seems to be hit, like, yeah. all the way down, and so they, they pull him, they quickly dip him out of the water with a... A giant robot giant hand. Robot hand. Because that's what everyone has in advanced civilizations. Yeah. Mm. Um, I didn't understand this line. He dies hard. Someone on the shore says, is yeah, he alive? I, I think well, so. Are he his dies friends there? Hard. Are his friends there with him? Because it is, they weren't. They weren't in the water with him, but I assume they but, were watching from the I, captivity. So I am also assuming that's one of his friends saying, one says, is he alive? And then somebody else says, I think so. He dies hard. Okay. Meaning he... Well, has he died already? Him. How do they know how he dies? Who knows? Um, but now here he is. Oh, oh, I was wrong. Look, his flippers are on him on the lab uh-huh. table. <gasps> so apparently, this giant robot hand that that we're going to see more of, right, has has lifted him from the tank onto the lab table. Yeah, you know, and set him gently on the stretcher where he's being subjected to. And it's it's a hand. It's got four oh, fingers yeah. and a thumb. Uh, he's being subjected to crackly energy scientific things. Mm-hmm. I do like this page of art where the Golden goddess is watching over his healing process. The benevolent golden goddess. Um, Even though she has already, you know, plunged him into the water to right. die. Uh, good news, everyone. He's alive. Um, and that was the test. He passed the test. He you destroyed, destroyed Valdo. Valdo. 
and you're going to be my king now. Yeah, lucky him. You, he's trying to barter for his, ah, my microphone just fell off. Sorry. Um, he's trying to barter for the lives of his friends. The lives of his friends. The queen and his says, beloved Judy. Judy. You will remain, says the golden goddess. As for your friends, their deaths will be swift and merciful. You have earned that much. And then the hand comes and entraps him. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's the robot that it's attached to. Look at that. Do you see it on oh, the... Oh, I do, yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that the last time. I, just, I, I didn't see, either. I saw it in the background. It looks like Computo from the 30, 30th century. really cool. He even has wheels for feet like And Computo. if you look at the, at the far left tube, it looks like it's written in cursive on. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, well, the robot's going to destroy him. Mm-hmm. Destroy. Destroy. Um, I'm giving you time, Dane, to say your goodbyes mm-hmm. to your friends before they are, quote, removed. Uh, like that, Bob? Before they are uh, removed. Uh, part three, Captains of the Golden <laughs> Goddess. Hail the Slayer of Valdo. Hail the King to be of... Of what? Of just what, right? So the giant robot... Hand. Hand. Carries him from the laboratory... Where he's been revived and said that he's going to, he's just with the, the queen has just said, you're going to stay here with me forever and I'm going to kill all of your friends, but don't worry, it'll be a quick and, and merciful death. Right. By the way, let me, let me let you so, say goodbye to them. Uh-huh. So the hand comes, swoops him up and drops him off into the banquet room. <laughs> he's wearing his flippers and apparently, I mean, look how high he is. He's, right, been, he's like 30 feet he's off like, the ground. It's going to drop him to the ground 30 feet in his flippers into the room where his friends are dining. Yeah. And Judy, his love. Do you have to differentiate his friends and Judy? Well, poor Judy. She's lost her brother. Her and brother and now her fiancé. She thought he was dead. I mean, how's she holding it together? I know she's a sea devil, but come on. <laughs> you lose your brother and your love in the same day? Well, and Dane can tell that she's been crying. Well, that's because there's a tear drawn on her face. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, darling, I thought I sob. Thought you were... She, she's inconsolable. She can't even complete a sentence. Well, How do you do that? How no do you do that sob? How do you do that sob? Darling, I, say, say Darling, I thought... I <laughs> thought you were... Dead? Me? Come on, honey. I'm like an old bad penny. Always showing up. Now, Dane's a sea devil. He's not a cowboy. <laughs> well, he probably swaggers like a cowboy with those flippers on. Have Boy, you ever walked in flippers? I when you were a kid, yes. When, oh yeah, it's not easy to walk in flippers. No, yeah, it's fun. I wouldn't describe that as a swagger. <laughs> well, you walk kind of like bow legged, like you've been on a horse. But well, you, don't you dare agree to disagree. <laughs> anyway, Lucas has told everything to the professor. Well, Dane's trying to tell them they're all, they're all marked for death. Yeah. But, Which is a fun thing to say to your friends. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. I'm going to marry a giant woman. Look, and, I, have, says, uh, I might as well get something out of my craw. Mm-hmm. What's a craw? Uh, I th- thought it was like a like a crab claw. Did they call that a craw? Or like a crawfish have craws? Well, crawdads have. Right. Yeah. Um, you're marked for death, all of you, while I'm I get the... looking it up. While I get the honor... It says here, of marrying the golden goddess and becoming king. Dane, don't say any more, says the professor. Lucas has told us everything. 
They start to notice that there are many, many statues of the goddess littered around the room where they're eating. Some of them are new, but some of them are old. Uh, There's only one conclusion to come to. The golden goddess is immortal. Yes, have you found some information about Kraws? I love looking up figures of speech. Okay. Stick in one's craw to get something stuck in your craw. Mm -hmm. What do you think it is? Uh, so is it like if you, if like if a dog gets a stick stuck in its mouth and it can't close its mouth because it's stuck vertically? No, is that, what do you think it is? Because you mentioned crawdads and, and hands or what do you think it is? Oh, a, literally a craw? Yeah. Like a pincher or something. Okay. Or a mouth, maybe S- a mouth. Stick in one's craw when you can't swallow something, mm-hmm. when it won't go down or you are loath to accept it. It sticks in your craw. I see. C-R-A-W. The craw is the crop or preliminary stomach of a fowl where food is pre-digested. Uh, so it would be like a high sort of, oh, mm-hmm. I'm stuck in my craw. I can't get this, you know, I can't, I can't quite swallow this, if you will, metaphorically speaking. Right. Interesting, huh? We call that having one caught crossways. No, that's something else in your family. That goes that goes farther down the digestive tract. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, agree to disagree. Oh, you're the worst. I know. So there's hundreds of statues of the goddess around. Okay, um, so uh, this does not make any sense. So what they have decided, because the professor is clever, right? Yeah. And because he's, because he's, he's a doctor, right? So he has deduced that because there are many statues of the same goddess around, mm-hmm. that she is thousands of years old. Right. And they use the statues to deduce that they have unusual longevity. Right. So then, who's the ugly guy? What's his name? Max? Lucas? Lucas? He says, when I was prisoner here before I stumbled across... When I was prisoner here before, I stumbled across the fact that these people down here have a different lifespan than ours. Their generations are numbered in centuries rather than mere years. So I'm assuming he talked to someone. It has something to do with the gold. They, oh, okay, okay, okay. I missed that the first time, okay? What, what, what? Um, Well, you understand more about the gold here later on. They know the process of extracting it from the sea with ease. Further, it's in their veins. It's part of them. They're golden people, Dane, virtually ageless. Uh, you kind of buried the lead in that everyone else is nervous pacing around the room, and Lucas just sits at the table eating still. Well, yeah, he actually he's found out that they've all been told that they're going to die, and right. Lucas is still eating. Right. Yeah. I guess he hasn't had a good meal in a while. Well, he was a giant creature. He probably burned up everything they had in his stomach. Um, right? I, I don't know how giant physiology works. I'm not a scientist. You know something about giant physiology because of Ant-Man. Well, that's Marvel. I don't know much about Marvel. Oh, does it apply in the DC universe? No, no, it's totally different. Um, I know in the DC universe, if you have to shrink, you need white dwarf star matter um, woven into your clothes. Oh. So it's really not the same at all. Is that easy to get? White dwarf star matter? Yeah, Yeah, it falls to Earth all the time. Oh. You just have to go out and collect it. What? Like? The Kmart? No, I mean it's going to be out in the middle of a field somewhere. Like a meteorite's going to fall. Oh, and you just um, how are you, you know, know how are you going to be able to tell that from? Like, well, rocks? if you're a scientist, you know how to 
look for things I, like know, that. You know, I'm not that kind of scientist. No, me either. No, but I'm um, the kind of guy that you come and complain to, and I say, "Take two symphonies and call me in the morning." <laughs> He's a doctor of music. Um, that's why we're marked for death. Uh, because they know that our people value gold and they fear that we will invade their undersea kingdom and steal all the gold. Right. Uh, even if you could escape, this is Lucas speaking, you'd change in form as I did. I think it's better that we do die here with full stomachs and the sooner the better. What they don't know is that the golden goddess has been overhearing this entire conversation. Yeah. It's true. Um, you know, it is possible to mine gold from the ocean, but it's... It's right now the process of mining gold is so expensive that it's not worth it. Right. It's more expensive than the actual gold itself. But there's gold in seawater. Well, now, uh, stay with me here. What if somebody under the sea had mined it and formed a giant city made of gold? Would that be easier to get a hold of? Well, if you could take this – well, you'd have to wait for a fissure. You'd have to – because things would have to happen. Okay, okay, okay. There would have to be an underground volcano yeah. that exploded. Mm-hmm. A fissure would have to open up yeah. that allowed you access to the underground kingdom. Mm-hmm. Your, you would have to be able to extract from the city all the gold that they had created. Right. Yes. So – And um, you'd have to get all those giant people, uh-huh. place them in a giant vice, and squeeze the gold out of their veins. Now, that sounds like the kind of – all of those sorts of things sound like things that probably just happen in nature. Well, maybe except for the squeezing. Well, we have created wine presses, right? Right, but that you have to like stomp on them, right? Like you have to get them in the thing and then stomp on them. No, it's not like in I Love Lucy where she had we have where you actually oh. have to walk. There's actually it's all mechanical now. Okay, so you could put like all these giants inside of that wine press and press the gold out of them. So is it like giant robot feet kind of situation? Well. In this issue, yes. Okay. It would be a sort of a conky kind of robot with giant yeah. hands that are bigger than it actually is. And there it and and the hands apparently are omnipresent. The the hands are able to weave its way through the entire kingdom, picking up and depositing people and, and objects whenever it desires. You know what I like in this one panel? You know how there's things called whole house vacuums? Uh-huh. I'd like to have one of those someday. Okay. You could probably send mail through it, too, like a pneumatic mail tube. Well, no, but I imagine that's what this robot is like. It's like one of those whole house vacuums. It Uh just has hands uh, in the ceiling everywhere. Anyway, this one panel. Which one? The middle panel of page 19 where there's just that random, uh, I guess it's a statue. Oh, you mean the Atlas statue holding up the wall? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You would. Little physique statue. I like it, too. Anyway, they deduct a plan, not deduct. Mm-mm. They create, create, concoct. You meant to say concoct. concoct. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, that's okay. Concoct a plan to steal the golden spaceship because that's the only way they can get out of the city without the transformative effects of their antimatter ray or whatever they. We need the golden on. spaceship. Da, 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 get da, out da, of here. here. You ever notice in the movie um, that he sings flat? I got a golden ticket Uh, to find my way. Is that from a movie? Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Well, I missed so many movies growing up. Um, Do you know what my favorite line is from the the recent one with Johnny Depp? Oh, I do. Mumbler. Mumbler. (laughs) I'd Um, love to say that to kids. So Dane's going to act like he's going through the marriage bit, but... uh, Mm. That's what he says. He's literally going to act like he's going through the marriage bit. 
But the goddess overhears him. Oh, yeah. Trick me, will he? There comes a time for unmerciful revenge, and this is it. Bring Dane to me. Later, in a cozy spot, her bedroom to be specific. Um, My dear, you may ask for any pre-ceremony favor you like, but after that there's no need to ask, because you will be my king, and you shall command rather than request. Mm-hmm. Um, he requests a tour of their world using the spaceship that brought them here. Mm-hmm. And she agrees to personally show you all the surprises the world holds. Honey, the only surprise hereabouts is not getting surprised. Let's be off. What a strange thing to say. Also, she's significantly larger than he is. She is drawn that way, too. How is that going to work out on the honeymoon night? Uh, maybe she's going to help him grow some. Maybe to, you know, to help you know, make his whole physique larger to be more compatible with hers. But is it going to be like Lucas? He's going to turn into an ugly, misshapen face? No, we know why Lucas turns into an ugly, misshapen face. That's revealed on the last page. Yes, but it, if they have growth technology, it has to be the same stuff, right? I don't want to give away the Okay. Ending. Clearly, I don't remember. I guess not. <laughs> so uh, they're making out, they're making out, they're making out. She gives them the kiss of death. She's horrible. Um, off they go into the spaceship mm-hmm. where... Everyone okay, is- so let's just go over here. We're yeah, on page what? 21. I yeah. don't like this, right? So they're on the spaceship shortly after, and he says, You sure don't waste much time, my queen. One minute I ask to see the craft, and the next thing you know, we're here. And she says to him, like the saying, Your wish is my command, oh, soon to be king. And then she turns and she goes, King? Ha! It's so weird that she she says, right? Like the saying, Your wish is my command, oh, soon to be king. Then she answers herself, yeah. King? Ha! If you... Uh, if king you be, brash sea devil, you are a king of fools. Look what I look what is here. It's it's weird. It's well, it's just drawn poorly. Mm-hmm. He's she's clearly led him inside the spacecraft where his friends are being held prisoner. Mm-hmm. So she's you know luring him in and then says, "King, ha! Look at this. What I got? And you ain't nothing but a big fat heifer. Ha ha ha!" Um. So they're all pinned to the wall, Judy, Biff, the professor, and Lucas. Poor, the, the, the poor professor's kind of bent down. Like he's, that's going to hurt his knees after a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Lucas, too. And Judy. Yeah, they're all, they're all Only Biff comfortable. is chained with his arms up, outstretched. Yeah. So she had promised them a merciful death, but not now. Nope. You wanted to steal my ship and escape, and you shall have your double-crossing wish, O king. First they shall see you die at the ship's controls. Then they will die one by one, slowly, agonizingly, as if time has no end. Mm. Um, you shouldn't have told me your plans, baby, he says, cool as a cucumber. I aim to do something about them. Okay, here we go. Suddenly, from an unexpected break in a nearby hillside, a great golden colossus strides oh, forth. It's yeah. a giant golden giant in a loincloth. It's a giant golden giant. Well, I know. I did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's a golden giant who is also giant, covered in gold, coming from the fissure. 
Uh, he snatches his golden arm inside the spaceship and snatches the queen out. Mm-hmm. Dane releases the other sea devils and the professor and reveals that it's Neptimus, our robot headquarters. So apparently, I did read up on this in an issue that was not go-go checked, uh-huh. so we didn't read it. They have a robot. The international sea devils have a giant golden robot headquarters, which apparently strides around the ocean floor, named after Neptimus, the original skin diver. We've got a golden diver, a dive robot. Um, Neptimus is actually... Uh, Alternative name for Neptune, uh-huh. the Roman god of the sea. Mm-hmm. But also, did you say that for me? Because I, I mean, I knew that. Oh, I didn't know that. I had never heard the word Neptimus before. Well, Neptune, Neptimus. Well, yes, I got the Neptune reference, but I didn't know they were actually referring Neptimus. to the same person. So he snatches the queen and into his hands like she's a little doll. Uh huh. And pulls her out and the and Dane and Judy and the professor and Biff uh-huh. all take off. Oh, we should mention that it's Nikki. Nikki has summoned the international sea devils. Oh, well, well, yeah, two pages. So we're going to go here. Nikki right. has summoned. Nikki is there. Nikki and the international sea devils. Mm-hmm. And you can see them behind the lens of the eye. The of eyeball. Neptimus. This look on Neptimus's face. Does he always have that look? He kind of looks like, like he's got a little, like he's uh, like gas. Sylvester Stallone. Like, boo. No, look at this one where he's got his hand, one hand held up and the other one hand. Yeah. It's like this, but look. Yeah. Like Sylvester Stallone looks all the time. Yeah. Um, so they deposit the queen uh, on dry land. Mm-hmm. Um, they escape from the fissure. Nikki's alive. Everything's great. Uh, Nikki explains that he saw the weird spaceship entering the fissure, so he went to Neptimus and got the international sea devils to come back with him. Thank God he woke up from being unconscious on the seafloor. I know, because you don't have an unlimited amount of time in scuba gear. No. You've got maybe an hour, right? Yeah. I've never scuba dived. I don't know. And Judy was so happy because she got her brother back. Well, sure. Who wouldn't be happy? Good kid like Nikki. But then what's wrong with Lucas? Lucas, what's wrong? Uh, I lied about those strange people. They're good people. I was the villain in the drama. I tried to steal their gold conversion secret. Those strange beams they used, they cause a person to change to a monstrosity. But only if he's evil. Mm -hmm. That's what happened to me before. The change only occurs once. The second time. It's, it's death. Moida. So, well, he says they're good people, but that queen's no good. No, I don't know what he's... I mean, on a scale of zero to evil, he's just bad. She's bad. She's worse. She's very evil. He's like a six. Yeah. Um, Lucas is dead. Poor and now Lucas. we'll never know the story of that magnificent civilization. But Judy says, true, unless... One day we go back again. Maybe. 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 Um, Right? Yeah. I'm... So what was this story about? So so they're down exploring the ocean, right? Yeah. 
and then a fissure opens up yep. and, in their bathysphere, and it falls down, and the bathysphere is attacked by a giant, ugly man. Yeah. Right? Then they're all... Uh, then a whirlpool starts up. They're all wrapped in a bubble, individual bubbles. Yeah. Pulled down even deeper into the fissure, and they find themselves inside of a UFO. Yeah. And which descends even further into the ocean and opens up into a kingdom of gold. Yeah. They are taken into a hall of science, hit with rays. Then, what's his face? Um... Oh, what's his name? Good God. The guy in charge. Dane. Oh, thank you so much. Dane. Dane uh, battles a creature. Dane is selected by the queen to be the king. He battles a creature, kills the creature, is told that he's going to be the king and all his friends are going to die. Then they he tricks the queen, so he's going to go through the marriage. They go to the UFO only to find that all his friends are in there ahead of time because they're all going to escape. Then uh, she's going to kill them all, but then a giant colossal golden statue appears which is the sea devil's international headquarters not a statue a robot oh sorry robot robot the robot appears and saves them and takes lucas with them and lucas reveals that the first time he had been there he the the beam uh, converts evil people to their true evil form and he was a monster yeah and the second time that he visited and it was hit with the beam it kills him right so that's the whole story. Yeah, I guess we could have just done it like that at the beginning and then saved ourselves a lot of time. Well, I mean, here, I just want to say, I, I wasn't really changed by this story. Well, no. Neither was anybody else except Lucas. Yeah. Um, I'm having trouble wrapping my head around why the Sea Devils even existed. I. Thank you. So that's what I think it's what's bothering me is that I, I just don't understand why we are actually reading the comic. I know because it was it was written back then, but like maybe there's a reason why there were only thirty five issues. Well, I've mentioned this before. Around the same time as the Sea Devils started, another comic called Rip Hunter Time Master, which was a team of four people who traveled through time, mm-hmm. which to me would be much more interesting and engaging. Yeah, and. Rip Hunter only lasted 29 issues. Oh. And Sea Devils lasted 35. Hmm. Now, I know around the same time we had Lloyd Bridges starring in Sea Hunt. only six more months longer than... Right, but still. Uh, Lloyd Bridges starring in Sea Hunt on yes. television. That was yeah. a popular show about skin diving. 1968, 9? Uh, sea Hunt actually was uh, ended in 1961. Oh, wow. Really? But also we had Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, which oh. was the Irwin Allen undersea sci-fi adventure. Okay. So what I think happened is that there around is- 1961, they decided to do a comic series about the Sea Devils. And then when they realized that that wasn't very interesting, they started throwing all the science fiction elements in. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying that. Mm-hmm. Plus then eventually we got Manfish and Captain X and the International Sea Devils. I see. Yeah. Well, that didn't answer any of our questions. I'm not supremely disappointed, but, you know, I mean, I've been more entertained by a Jerry Lewis comic than this. Yeah, that's really saying something Mm -hmm. bad about the Sea Devils. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wait. Yeah. um, (sighs) If only they could have teamed up Aquaman with the Sea Devils. Oh, that would have been cool. Which they have in recent years, but not during this, the heyday here. Wow. 
which I mean would have made a lot of sense, but I wasn't editing then. So no, well, you know, we just sort of look at this and give our feedback. That's right. That's Take us all, what that's all the we journey, do. Right? Yeah. You can find us on social media at go, go check pod. That's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Sometimes, because I forget I have Instagram. Um, you can catch us on all your favorite podcast downloading sites, mm-hmm. like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and probably some others that I don't know about. That's not really my department. Anything to add? It's a beautiful fall day. We've had the windows open, so if you've heard any sort of noise outside it's because bird song or, or rustling of leaves it's it's a we, we had terrible terrible rains this morning and it's all dried out and sunny and absolutely gorgeous outside um i didn't know what the noise was in the night i thought that the bed was falling apart because i kept hearing creaking every time the dog moved what was it it was the wind outside but oh, i was oh because the, the, the shades were yeah. the, the the blinds were moving back yep. and forth yeah yeah but i lay awake for a long time convinced Terrified. that the bed was going to collapse oh. and i <laughs> die oh <laughs> uh, that's all for this week we'll be back next week we will won't we we will yeah okay bye, bye.